punishment You can fuck off a beneath tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks And if you prank call people at the Ovo's home That's fine, but you better not Hello and welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name is Leal and I'm coming to you from the Enterprise, but not the one you're thinking of. I'm on the Mirror Universe Enterprise, which is never actually visited during the course of Next Generation, but we know canonically that it exists because it's visited in original series in Deep Space Nine. This is the universe where all the same people exist, but are opposite to their counterparts in the Prime Universe, which is classically represented by the presence of a sinister goatee. Jack and I ended up here because of some bullshit with the transporters and a supernova. Jack was initially stoked on the situation and took off to try to find out whether the mirror universe also calls Jeffrey's tubes Jeffrey's tubes. (laughs) 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 But he returned with a rather impressive hand-shaped welt on one side of his face. It seems that while in our universe, crewman Mark White has been cucked by Jack and his wife Emily is currently pregnant with Jack's child, Mirror Universe Mark and Emily's marriage is rock solid, and Jack has just made a lewd, has just made lewd advances toward a pregnant woman. Jack? First of all, that was the alternate universe version of me. I'm very passive. I just kind of let them come to me. <laughs> um, and that's not a joke, ladies. <laughs> just come at him. I don't right now. I'm not single right now. Yeah. Uh, but but that's how I end up not being single is I just sort of wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. Um, also, how's the facial hair? We both have beards. Uh, yeah. By What's the situation here? By, by the rules of uh, original series Mirror Universe, we are both bad, bad, bad guys. Or we're the... I don't. We're from the bad universe. Actually, well, that tracks. Well, no, it's good. yeah, actually, based on 2020, that does track. Well, so here's the thing. So the the mirror universe is is uh, introduced in original series, and uh, Spock has this preposterous goatee. Evil Spock has this mm. terrible goatee, and and like Kirk's mirror universe uniform is just sleeveless. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a sleeveless gold vest. Yeah, uh, any any opportunity to show off William Shatner's <laughs> sort of above average arms, his pretty okay bod, like pretty just guy that goes to the gym regularly, bod. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then eventually, so they, they never go to the mirror universe in Next Generation, and eventually they do in Deep Space Nine, and the, and it, and it. Uh, covers multiple story arcs and it really spreads out like who's good and who's bad and what aspects of sure their person because like uh cisco and um kira are bad guys and they're running the station but then o'brien and bashir are like mine workers they're like enslaved with- so they're just sort of good Guys that haven't, that have failed more. I guess I, I don't guess, know. I don't know. Huh. And then actually in um, in uh, Discovery, one of the characters uh, who's in the show from season two or from season one uh, on, uh, up until current season. Spoilers, maybe for Discovery if you have whatever. Um, but uh, she's introduced as her Prime Universe character. That character dies. Then everybody goes into the mirror universe 
and the mirror universe version of that character comes back to the prime universe with everybody else, except mirror universe people are awful. She's the empress of a basically a Nazi version of Starfleet. Okay. Um, like ter- they 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 all salute with the Nazi salute, and it's all about like I can't remember what the what the chant is, but it might as well be blood and soil. Sure. Um, and uh, and it sucks. It really it's been annoying the shit out of me mm-hmm. on Discovery for a while now because the weight of what why we're supposed to care about this character has to do with Prime Universe's version of that person relationship sure. with yeah. one of the main okay. characters it's right. so like main character had like a it was it, it, she was the the other the the uh, one the woman who died was the main character's uh you know like um what's the protege and uh she was the protege of the one who died and so she just kind of keeps trying she's like it's like she's seeking the humanity that she knows exists in this mirror universe version of her meanwhile the mirror universe woman like the first thing she did was have a sentient alien slaughtered for dinner right it's, this all sounds like uh amy acker's character in the tv show angel mm, didn't watch that much okay well it does sound like that yeah also i'd like to point out that in this universe they're called epstein tubes which actually confirms a theory of mine <laughs> <laughs> that they are in fact Named after Jeffrey Epstein, <laughs> and they are there for molesting children. <laughs> Oof, that uh, that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, Jack. well, I didn't design the ship, did I? Jack, what's good? I don't. It's not really clear what my job on the ship is, but it's definitely not designing it because I didn't know about the Jeffrey tubes until last week. <laughs> <laughs> what's good, Jack? Uh, <laughs> so another podcast that I uh, listened to, um, which is basically just three friends sitting around being as dumb as they possibly can together. So nothing like this. Um, yeah, this is a two, this is a two friends. Well, and also we have more concept than they do really. <laughs> um, wow. But they got it. They got into talking about Gene Roddenberry and then looked up, um, looked up some Gene Roddenberry trivia. Gene Roddenberry fucked. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. So cool. he was dating. What's the, what's the name of the the woman that? Mayel Barrett. Yeah. So he was dating her and uh, and uh, uh, Uhuru. Really. At the same time. All right. And wanted to wanted to have a poly relationship. Okay. This was before the show was on the air. <laughs> really. <laughs> and 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 Uhuru was like, I'm gonna step back on this one because it seems like. The other, I've, I'm not. I'm not doing names. Sorry. Just say Troy's mom. Yeah, it seems like Troy's mom is uh, is more into this than I am, and I don't want to be the other woman for the other woman. But then, like, there's a story, and then, like, according to her, they were just friends while they were doing the show. But there's a story of of one of his uh, PAs or whatever going into his office on his birthday. And she's just there, naked under his desk, trying to hide. My my Albert, or no, not my Albert. Uh, no. uh, why can't I? Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols. Yes. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, it sounds like Gene Roddenberry um, was a towering presence, let's say. And then there's also like, they also relayed this anecdote about uh, uh, Patrick Stewart saying that, I don't know if Gene Roddenberry ever uh, accepted me as uh, captain of the Enterprise. And imagine how much towering confidence you would have to get Patrick Stewart to have daddy issues about you. Yeah. That is... <laughs> that is big dick energy, my friend. It is. I mean, it kind of makes sense because he's <laughs> definitely... I think that um, Captain Kirk is like the original platonic idea oh, of yeah, what the captain's was, yeah. supposed to be on on his Star Trek concept. Well, and, and Gene Roddenberry was like a Texas guy. Okay. Which, yeah, I mean, P- Captain Kirk is like a Texas guy's idea of what a starship captain would be. Sure, 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 you know. sure, sure. Um, I want to uh, to to readdress something that uh, I talked about on the the lost episode because I owe Star Trek Discovery an apology mm. um, because I talked about the uh, the dick tripping way that they went around their um, inclusivity and uh, you know like good job but the whole like non binary actor but then everybody's referring to them by their by female pronouns. And it just it, w- it was all kind of a mess. But they were they actually had the character basically kind of come out as non-binary on the show, which uh, I appreciated. I think it was important for the reason that they have that character in the show, you know, mm-hmm. to try and help people who are going through that situation. The, it did stick s- stick in my craw a little bit because I was like, "You motherfuckers have aliens, like so right. so many aliens." This shouldn't be. There shouldn't be any coming out as. Yeah, no. I think I said. I said at the time when we were talking about this, like the way, and again, recommending the Expanse for the nine thousandth time, or for whatever many episodes are on. That's how many times we recommended the Expanse. <laughs> Pretty much. But but the way the Expanse handles all that stuff is that like. Yeah, it's 400 years in the future. No one gives a shit. Yeah, you don't have to come out as non-binary. And it's not, it's not that the Expanse is a utopia, because it's not at all. Not at it, there's all. There's incredible amounts of racism and, and, and classism and stuff. It's just shifted into new paradigms, because that's what happens. Yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. And also, this idea of like, okay, well, the height of wokeness, the height of progressive politics is that Everyone's going to have to fucking struggle, but you won't have to struggle more just because you your your junk does something different. Right. And that's the best we can fucking hope for. <laughs> that's the utopia, baby. You get to pay girlfriend of the show, my girlfriend has to pay most of her income every month to stay alive because of because of the price of fucking insulin. But sure, you can be gay. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Yeah. Utopia. Yeah. Yeah. Shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. But at least we got Joe Biden as president who <laughs> during the, <laughs> during the primaries said uh <laughs> when somebody asked him how many genders there are he said at least 3. <laughs> 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 He's confused in the right direction. Good job, buddy. Yeah. He's not going to do shit for you if you have any kind of chronic medical condition, but he thinks there are at least three genders. So we are liberated. <laughs> uh, 
I did not know about that, and that is. Oh, so did you funny. not hear that? No, oh, I didn't. It was like super early on when everybody still thought it was funny. That's delightful. It was very. It was. Uh, he was very fun for a while until it was until certain former presidents stacked the deck for him and made him be the president. Mm. And then it wasn't as funny. Um. We are recording this on the day that the Electoral College has once again caused Donald Trump to have a uh, kicking, screaming, crying, wet, fat baby fit, though. Yeah, that it is fun to think about. Yeah. It, like, it, as much as I'm like, this doesn't change anything, we, we elected a different enemy, it's very funny. It's, it's fu- and it's funny to watch him and all of his surrogates just... The thing that should have happened a long time ago to all these people is happening. Yeah. And it's fun. It's yeah. fun. To, it's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, there's still, you know, Nazis um, marching in American streets and stabbing people in our nation's capital. Sure. Which is less fun to think and know about. And there's still people posting, putting um, swastikas on the uh, Anne Frank Memorial in the city of Boise, which I did not know is the only Anne Frank Memorial Wait, are you serious? in the country. What the fuck? It's one of the things that I read after this whole thing Why is the down. only one here? Why is there only one? Yeah, that too. Actually, more importantly, but, why is there only one? But also, like, what are the 20 Jews in town put that up? Like, I mean, the there's fuck? like a there's a, there's a decent size uh, Jewish community here. I mean... Uh, okay, but, but like, gun to your head if you're like, where's the first Anne Frank Memorial constructed in the United States? Your first and second and third Brooklyn. guess would be Brooklyn, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side, you'd guess Brooklyn like two or three more times. Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I, I do not know why we have the only one in America here. But apparently we do. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh did you uh did you write a synopsis for this week's I episode? Sure did, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So this What is this week's episode called? I was gonna let you do it. Or I was about to say it, and then you jumped in, so I was like, oh, maybe he's going to say it. And then you asked me to say the thing that I was already going to say. We're good at podcasting. (laughs) And now we're caught up. Do you want to tee me up? No, you go ahead. You got (laughs) All right. This week's episode is called Deja Q. Oh, yeah! Q is back once again to waste the time with the crew of the Enterprise, and by extension, our time. This time he has abducted Dr. Beverly Crusher and placed her in a strange yet somehow familiar world filled with styrofoam boulders and shitty-looking storm effects in the background. <laughs> As he forces her to go through various tasks, such as performing battle surgery on a Napoleonic-era pig soldier, excuse me, Frenchman, the crew of the Enterprise is frantically trying to get her back. Not because there are any medical emergencies that the remaining medical staff are unable to address, but simply because Picard's extremely dysfunctional psychosexual issues with Crusher are beginning to show and is fucking embarrassing for everybody. <laughs> yeah. There is a delightful subplot where Riker and Jordy get really into playing racquetball in the holodeck. <laughs> You know that's actually a thing that uh, that uh, uh, O'Brien and Bashir do on Deep Space Nine, right? That makes sen- that makes more sense for that show because that is a very like dudes rock friendship. Yeah, and that show is also like knows how to like breathe a little bit and like let their characters be characters. Yeah, a lot more than this one does. Yeah, um, which is why I like the poker um, scenes when they do poker. Yeah, because that's the rare occasion they do that. Anyway. Um, they maintain an even level of competition throughout until Data comes in and humiliates both of them thoroughly. Uh, yeah. Q, after cr- putting Crusher through a litany of meaningless, cruel, and un- unentertaining tests, will scold in there for not understanding why he's doing this. 
eventually reveals that he actually has severe neoplastic colorectal cancer. <laughs> Which is causing him both excruciating pain and a fear of impending death, neither of which he has ever experienced. Crusher then waves her magic health wand over him to see if she can fix it. Unfortunately, he has spent too long in a stupid psychological game bullshit, and Q dies shitting out his internal organs, alone, afraid, and in existential terror, as he is inflicted on so many people in the galaxy. It also takes a long time, so he's also bored, which is another thing he's inflicted on certain people. <laughs> he never returns to the show. Crusher is being back to the, up to the ship, not particularly shaken. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I mean, I get that that was that that was how you needed to live out. The, yeah, that's I needed to write that. Yeah, that was for me because you know that he's coming back after this one. He's on a different franchise yeah. later. <laughs> well, let's see what our our boy Q is up to. Hopefully, it's the cancer thing. Here we go. <laughs> You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. This is a Star Trek. We're back. We're back. That's what we say at this point. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So we come upon um, the show. I was very excited because um, it seems like the planet that they're trying to save in this episode is the same planet that um, Steven Mnuchin comes from. <laughs> God, his ass. Because they all got that same butthole mouth. Yeah. No, it is, it is a butthole mouth planet. <laughs> really? And just everybody just is perfectly, perfectly round puckered mouths. Yeah. Yeah. Just real sphinctoid orifices. Oh, boy. Let's not ever say sphinctoid again. <laughs> so there's a moon. About to crash into the planet, and Q shows up naked, um, which means... So, canonically, at this point, after this episode, the entire bridge crew of the Enterprise has seen Q's dick. Yes. Um, so, what what do you think? Cut or not? I assume not. Probably, right? Right? Like, why would... Why would it? Yeah. Plus, he's immortal. Like, can you even cut? Well, he's not in this episode, though. Right. Oh, you think? Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I wonder if the other, guess, like, if, if the other cues circumcised him <laughs> right before yeah. they kicked him out. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> it seems it. like he would probably be whining about that, though. So probably not. Yeah, yeah, because he, he whines about fucking everything. Everything. So I, I assume getting part of your dick cut off would be a thing you would whine about. This episode sucks so bad because. I actually kind of like this one. Did you? <laughs> I mean, you just liked it because Q is suffering the entire yes. episode. <laughs> yes. Oh, what what pisses me off about it is he he doesn't grow at all. I had thought that was a good twist at the end because it was like, okay, well, how is he going to be such a fucking asshole going forward? Because I already know like he comes back and he's a fucking dick. And then it was like, oh, actually, that makes perfect sense. And I guess I liked it because it was a Q scheme that actually made sense. That wasn't sure. just like, cause all the Q schemes before have just been him being like, ah, I'm just, I'm going to tell you what I need, but not till almost the end of the episode. Wink. Yeah. And it's like, this fucking sucks shit. But like, at least this one was like, oh, this is like an actual like story an arc, if you will. Yeah. And I get the other thing that uh, I guess did, uh, I don't know, kind of redeemed the story uh, in terms of just its, uh, how it's internal logic 
is that uh, he's eventually saved by another Q who just shows up to be like, all right, you got just slightly better enough. Well, no, the other, the other Q even is like on to what he's doing. The other Q is like, you know, I can't go back and tell them that you self-sacrificed. And he's like, you're damn right. You can't bitch. I don't think that was, (laughs) hang on. Let's get back into that later. Cause I think you read that slightly different, differently than I do. Uh, so they're trying to stop this moon from crashing into the planet and we get a classic. I don't know if we've noted this before. I feel like we need a recurring bit for this, but it's Jordy's, uh, uh, Jordy's techno similes. We you know? actually should start doing a recurring bit for that because they're always very good. Cause, yeah, because like the techno babble, who cares? Because yeah, it's but, like but you did in that he, one intro. Yes. That, but but he'll say a bunch of stuff and then be like, "But it's like a slinky going downstairs. <laughs> it's like and an like, ant oh, trying okay. to push a tricycle." Yes. <laughs> and you're like, "Got it. Good. It. God. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Perfect. Good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, in this case, literally like an ant trying to push push a tricycle. Yeah. Um. We also this this episode is uh the source of the Picard facepalm meme. Oh. Did you notice that did when he not, first showed up? Did not yeah. catch that, but now that you say it, of course. Yeah, yeah. no, that shot is right there when when yeah. uh, when Q first shows up. So uh, you know, as usual, he, Patrick Stewart conveying uh, one of the purest forms of a human emotion, which is the face palm <laughs> <laughs> in his distilled form. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, so Worf, uh, being normal, uh, immediately wants to punch him in the face. I would argue that that is actually normal. Though. Yeah, no, no, no. I meant like, unironically. Unlike, unlike yeah. when we usually do Worf being yeah. normal, Worf is being yeah, no, unironically the most normal. reasonable out of anybody yeah. on the bridge. He's like, hey, so he's not immortal now. I can definitely check that. How about if I punch the living shit out of it? I got ways to check that. Just for science. Just see. Just do some science punching. Mm. <laughs> I love punching science. <laughs> um. And uh, and and Q does. I'll give it. I'll give him this. Uh, he's got a better burn on Worf than uh, the first time he ever saw. Yeah, him. eat any good books lately is actually not bad. That's not b- <laughs> especially compared to macro head with a micro brain. Yeah, that sucks ass. That's terrible. That's, man. that's such a. Aren't st- you a billion years old? You can't come up with a better burn than that. Yeah, you fucking loser. That's your fucking burn. You're yeah. That you burn suck. sucks shit. You suck. Um, but yeah, eat any good books lately. It's a pretty it's good. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, I got I it it did give me a chuckle. And then uh, I think we probably both wrote down the same. Uh, oh, so first of all, Worf has to escort him down to security. Yes. Um, did you make a note of the fact that there was a guy in there in the dark by himself when they walked into the security office? That's the security officer. Uh huh. What do you think he was doing in there, sitting at the computer in the dark by himself? I assume what I'm doing sitting at the computer in the dark by myself. No, I don't think he was playing synthesizers. Oh. I think Re- he was, reading a book I was think, what I was going to say. Nope. Reading think, a delightful book. I think he was jacking it. Oh. Just jacking it at work. I turned the lights on for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see myself when I'm doing that. God, that that is... Uh, now that I've said it, I didn't really think about it, but yeah, that is incredibly... Per- like, imagine just jacket in front of a mirror yeah ah, that's so perverse yeah yuck or i mean maybe this is just coming to my mind because it's dark outside but the idea of like turning off turning on the lights in your room and then like jacking it by the window well that's that's just being an exhibitionist which Ugh. is a different kind of perverse yeah 
Anyway, so that guy's jacking it. Um, they he locks him up. Data comes in and talks to him for a little bit. Um, fuck, when is that? When is the moment when Data just stares a goddamn hole through Q's head? Oh, so I absolutely wrote that down as a good job, Data, because yeah. it made me laugh out loud, yeah. <laughs> um, which is rare. <laughs> and it was uh, uh, Q has kind of convinced them to let the let him out of the brig to help with the the moon problem which is a bad choice which is a bad choice bad job picard and uh he says can i have a uniform and data and like picard just leaves (laughs) doesn't even answer him and data's just like just just staring and actually no judgment at all there he is a little just bit. There's a hole through his head. There's a little bit of judgment in between that and the next, uh, the the next interchange between the two of them because Data makes the comment of like, basically, you're winding your little tits off about having been shackled with the the with having to be the thing that I literally spend all oh, of yeah. my time yeah. aspiring to be. I really read some uh some some venom into Data right there. Yeah, I guess a little bit, or or just sort of curiosity. Yeah, place. but I mean, there's there's definitely some passive aggressive shit going on there. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah. Um, but so yeah, they let Q out so that he can go uh, help around help help in engineering, and uh, he immediately throws his back out, which is very funny. It is. Yeah, it's and it intends to be funny and it succeeds. I got to give the the writers credit for that. And I got to give John Delancey some credit for his performance in this because it's. Oh, no, he's really good at acting like a fucking incredibly punchable shithead. Yeah, I hope he's not like that in real life. I don't think he miserable way to go through life. I don't think he is at all. I've seen him in interviews and stuff. He's he's killing the character. I just hate the character and I would like to hit it with a truck. (laughs) So I hope for his sake that he's just a very good actor. Yeah. Although he does tell a very disturbing story. I think it's in the Trekkies movie and all of the, uh, the actors who are interviewed in the Trekkies movie have, you know, kind of stories about interactions with fans and stuff. And some of them are weird and some of them are quirky and some Mm -hmm. of them are endearing. Uh, like Jimmy Dewan tells one about a, uh, a a fan who mailed him, mailed him a joint in the mail. (laughs) No, no, no. That's DeForest Kelly. I think DeForest Kelly's still, still. Anyway, uh, Delancey tells a story about somebody walking up to him and being like, are you Q? And he's like, yeah. And the guy pulls out a syringe and asks for some of his blood. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just remembered that story. Great story. Ooh. Uh, really so yeah, bad. so uh, so Q throws his back out, which you know, whom amongst us? Yeah, by looking by spending too much time on the computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which also whom amongst us? <laughs> whom amongst us? <laughs> um, he, then they go to ten forward. They go to ten forward, and he makes the comment that he's never eaten anything. Now he is an uh, omnipotent and uh, omniscient and uh, immortal being. And he has never made the choice to to just be like yeah. You were never curious enough to be like, I wonder what tacos are. I wonder why these people keep fucking talking about tacos. Yeah, yeah. Because I certainly would have. 
almost yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I mean, obviously, if I didn't have to eat, then uh, that'd be great. I would check that box. In, uh, absolutely. Yeah. To not have to deal with the inconvenience oh, yeah. of stopping what I'm doing but to also, get if food. I, if I could just eat whatever I wanted, then teleport it into the void. Sure. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'd be, I'd be going fucking nuts. Yeah. Uh, I would eat so much cheese. Yeah. Just teleport. I would, I would be a fucking renowned cheese expert. Just <laughs> just teleport all the cheese into a volcano or whatever right out of sure. my tum-tum. Cheese volcano. Just cheese Which, volcano. That's kind of what happens anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Upside down book. Anyway, um, but yeah, the fact that he's ne- ch- chosen never to eat anything up until this point, I think may be one of the worst things about him as a person. Yeah, that shows that like he's fundamentally incurious. Yeah, like he's omnipotent but incurious, which is a horrible com- combination. Yeah, no wonder you're bored all the yeah, time. Yeah, no wonder dude. you're fucking bored. What all other time? shit have you not bothered to do? Well, that, that's funny because that actually goes to something he says in this scene, which I found really profound. When Data's like, "Yeah, just eat whatever you want, you know, eat whatever you desire," and he goes, "How do I know what I desire?" Right. And it's like, no, that was him as an immortal, too. And like, I think that's a lot of people. I think that's a lot of, a lot of the human condition, at least in, in the first world. It's like, I don't know what I fucking want. I don't know what's going to make me happy. Yeah. We're kind of reactionary. Yeah. We kind of just react to like whatever. We know what we don't like when yes. it happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty easy. I don't like that. Pretty easy to pick up on those. That hurts. Yeah. Owie. <laughs> Don't want to do that anymore. But uh but, but yeah, yeah, like think- what do you what do you want? I mean, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um uh sister or friends of the pod uh uh overbook did a did a thing about a self help book called You Can Do Whatever the Hell You Want. Mm-hmm. And I listened to about half of the episode and I was like, all right, I I, I have a hard time listening to that show because I, I always want to interject because they're my friends. Right. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> listening to a podcast with your actual friends on yeah. it. <laughs> You're like, well, no, here's what I think. No, nope. no one's here with me and the dog. No, that's <laughs> that's how you end up just group texting. Yeah, way too yeah. much group texting. <laughs> just, um, but I think like the problem is like, yes, you can do whatever the hell you want. What do you want? And like what you immediately want is not ultimately fulfilling and anyway you're you're in a battle inside of you there are two wolves <laughs> and, and you can find constantly in battle <laughs> somebody always come back to the to our sponsor two wolves.com <laughs> go to two wolves.com slash star trek sucks for a free delivery of two actual wolves to your home that's correct um <laughs> uh, Star Trek Sucks assumes no liability. (laughs) Star Trek Sucks LLC assumes no liability for any damage caused by any wolves. Um, But but before he says that, and I got off on that tangent, Data says that sometimes he goes to 10 forward to get... uh, And he describes it in like very clinical details, but what he's describing is a glass of lube. Yeah. Data be drinking glasses of lube. I couldn't tell if it was a liquid or a solid form. But well, he, he says it's in a silicone crystal container, which means a glass. Data, you fucking asshole. That's a glass, you fucking asshole. Well, no, he says it's like some something, something, something suspended in silicone. 
I think he's eating silicone. Data be eating lube at the <laughs> bar. <laughs> Data be hanging out with his friends and eating lube. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 So that's a detail that we all have to carry forward with us from yep. here on out. Um. Oh, so there's a fucking energy creature. I almost forgot about it. Oh, this is when oh, it, right. yeah, yeah, ten they, forward is when it's introduced. After he no, has no, his they, showdown with Guinan. The energy creature's introduced before that. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, I just forgot about it right after it yes, showed up. Yes, because it sucks. Because everything's an energy creature, and it sucks. It sucks. It's so fucking lazy. It would have been... How much better would this episode have been if it had been somebody that they could have actually talked to that would have said, here's why we're mad at this fucking asshole. Yeah. And what, here's why we are going to take him from you and make him stand trial for his many crimes. Yeah. That could have, uh, could have gotten rid of the whole moon subplot altogether and just had that. Sure. Or kept the moon subplot. That would have been fine too. It doesn't know, matter. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking of runtime, but like how, but it would have been <sighs> so much better. Yeah. They could have the butthole aliens could have been the ones who were mad at him. Sure, if they absolutely. really wanted to, use, if they yeah. needed to use up, they, that, could, they could have had that, superior technology and, and and said, "We will kill you unless you give us this horrible, horrible man." Yeah, give him to us to make him so we can make him stand trial for as many crimes. Mm-hmm. That would have been better. That would have been much better. Yeah. Now that, we, now that we've talked about it this for a while, I don't like this episode very much anymore. <laughs> I think it's the most tolerable Q episode. It's the best so far. Q episode. Yeah, which um, it's like the the easiest time you've had diarrhea. <laughs> I can. I mean, some diarrheic experiences are more unpleasant than other diarrheic yeah, experiences. No, I, I, I agree. That's why yeah. I use that. Um, but yeah, so Delancey also just acts his ass off every time he has to get like wrapped up in the alien energy field thing because he's like acting, acting his ass off is one word for it certainly <laughs> fucking little dance and like trying to rub it off his feet like feet and legs like it's ants at a picnic or some shit it was I, I, it really got me I thought it was delightful um, I, I do want to note first of all chocolate again fucking mm-hmm. chocolate and then Guinan comes in but I, I and it's hang like, on, hang on. Why would I want to talk to... about the chocolate thing? Because okay. obviously, and we have hit on this many times, that the writers just fucking love hammering home that detail that they have come up come up with about Deanna. But, yeah, the one detail they've come up with about any of the characters. None of the characters have any fucking detail to them, right? Because it's a bad show. They have not made the one extremely small step from there to going, hey, um, what if anybody else has any dietary preferences? Yeah. We could... uh, What if you just had a meeting where you came up with minor details about every character and then just had those yeah and put them on a, the show to make the show make the characters on the show seem like people you could have a board mm. for the story mm-hmm. call it whatever you want it's like a storyboard uh, but whatever I guess, you, you mean wanted to call it whatever that. you want to call it sure you know that's your creativity um but uh but yeah have uh, a thing where you just think about details here's the thing it can be whatever you want yeah you're the writer 
Um, you can just go nuts. I don't care. I mean, for instance, in this episode, we learned that Data likes eating lube. Yeah. That's a good job. So you've got two characters, I actually. I mean, it's only a good job if it comes back again. It does to not. To reaffirm the character. Nope. Yeah. So it it's not does. a good job. Yep. It's a bad job. And yeah, the only character, the only uh, crew member whose dietary preferences Data can think of, the first thing that he says... And by extension, the writers can yeah. think of. Oh, Counselor Troy likes chocolate. Ten chocolate sundaes! Which... There's no way Riker's not a steak guy. Look at him. That dude, sure. That yeah, dude yeah. be eating steak. Oh, for sure. Picard probably eats some fucking fancy... French food. Whatever. Yeah, yeah like some kind of like who cuisine kind of shit um, although actually i like, think i can do this i can do this right now after having several beers yeah and not getting paid for it i can probably bang out every fucking bridge character's food preferences wes pizza oh yeah yeah that kid eats pizza yeah i don't know what jordy eats don't say anything racist no i don't <laughs> no I, I, no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I was. No, just, Jordy seems like he probably drinks Soylent or something. Yeah, kinda, kinda. Like Jordy does. has like a Silicon Valley vibe, sort he, of. I mean, he's he's more he has more blood in his veins than that, but like he's got more personality. But, but I think he mostly drinks like smoothies, and then like every once in a while just goes oh, fucking fuck. nuts. No, no, that's it. He's a smoothie guy. Yeah, he's a he's, smoothie guy. He's a work. He's a workout smoothie guy. Yeah, and then like every fifth meal is like, all right, how about a cheeseburger? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We already know what Worf eats. He d- eats. He Just loves to flesh dis- his enemies. Disgusting Klingon food. <laughs> yeah. uh, the more alive, the better. We don't know any. Here's the th- other thing. We don't know anything else about Deanna's food preferences other than she likes chocolate. Which there's no way she's living on chocolate. No. Yeah. Ah, uh, I mean, I guess like fucking dolmas and gyros or whatever, but because she's the two greek foods you can think of (laughs) first first spanakopita (laughs) yep i'll keep going i got other greek foods in here i don't so (laughs) go for it (laughs) um yeah i crushers like probably just eats a lot of salads i would imagine maybe but i also get the impression that she's uh, that I I feel like she's got a recipe book of to uh, the that was like handed down by her Irish ancestors. Mm, you think just like a casserole? I think and, she's I think she's into I think she does some casseroles. Yeah, I think she's very into. I think and, it's when she's eating with Wesley, she does like casseroles and and uh, potato. Yeah, heavy dishes. Yeah, and then when it's her just getting lunch, it's a yeah salad just, with just salad. salmon salmon salad or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyway, back to what are we talking about? An episode of Star Trek? Yeah. So the the alien fucking energy, fucking whatever. They try to get him again. Data gets electrocuted. So now we've sacrificed our only android to save this fucking asshole. I know, and, but, but you you've skipped over uh, the scene with him and Guinan. Oh, oh! I thought we talked about that. Uh, no, we we decided instead that we would talk about what everybody eats. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you talk about that I, scene because i, I did not write podcast. anything down for that i mean scene. all i wrote down was get his ass yeah. uh, <laughs> but he's again i don't know if we're ever going to find out what the fuck is going on with guinan i don't remember if we ever it's, do or it's not a, but it's it's the writers making over and over a really bad mistake which is imply that there is a much more interesting story than the one you're telling yeah yeah, I don't think we ever get much 
uh, in terms of Guinan's backstory. Although, if memory serves on um, the the Mark Twain arc, uh, I think we actually encounter older Guinan, which you mean is younger Guinan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But before times, Guinan, younger yeah. Guinan, historical Guinan. Yeah, historical Guinan. HG. Yeah. Um, so maybe that gives us some more of her backstory. I don't remember. But no, I mean, like everything that. Everything that comes up about her makes her seem like the most interesting person on the ship. And yeah. then it's like, all right, time to spend an episode with Wesley Crusher trying to go to school. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> There's like a 2,000-year-old fucking lady who's also so seems to be maybe a witch. It's the only person that Q has ever been actually afraid of? Yeah. Could we revisit that, please? <laughs> yeah, and... I mean, it's one thing that Picard and the rest of the crew of the Enterprise opt not to just murder Q in his mortal state, but Guinan looked like she was ready to kill him the first time that they ran into each other on this show. Which implies that she could have. Yeah. Or at least she could have given him a fight when he had his powers. So the fact that she doesn't just walk in and kill him. And he's terrified that she's going to do that. Yeah. And it's like... Unlike the rest of what is happening in this episode, that is not just him playing a game. No, and that he, is that is him. Be, like he says, "Do you have any idea how fucking dangerous this person is?" I don't get to be a crew member, but she gets to fucking be here. Like, yeah, no, he's genuinely and, and terrified of her. It's also and also the writing is so bad because no one's like, "Hey, Guinan, what did he mean by that?" <laughs> <laughs> What did this former god mean by how terrifying you are? No, I'll get out of here. No, it's, you're trying to close. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, it is a detail that is lacking. It's like you either do this or don't do it. Because you could just have her be the bartender. Yeah, she could just if be like not, a wise if you're not bartender. Don't do anything with this concept, then don't do it at all. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and that is I, I'm I'm with you on that because clearly what they're trying to do is have this character who's you know incredibly mysterious and you don't you never know their backstory. So I guess maybe do less of a good job with your backstory hints because that's the problem. Sure. Because if you were just given like vague information of, oh, hey, my bartender has been a lot of places, I've seen things, I've been to, I know a lot about people, blah blah blah, well, whatever it is. For the most is. part, that's what they do with her. Like they'll be, she'll occasionally be like, I've been married fourteen times, and right or, or whatever. And you're like, well, what's up? Yeah, no, they got to stop. They got to stop doing that if they're not going to give us any more to eat. No, I think those are fine, but like to have Q, who is a recurring character, and is established as one of the most powerful forces in the galaxy to have her be the only thing he's afraid of is like, no, you got to give me more information on this. Yeah. I mean, I guess not. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's clearly a ploy to just keep people watching to, so they can be like, maybe this will be the episode where we figure out what's going on with Guinan. But yeah. And we never do. And actually one of the elements that is fru- that frustrates me is that, it's already established that uh, Guinan's species uh, has encountered the Borg when we first yeah. encountered oh, them. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that they that were too. basically wiped out by the Borg. And so if she's extremely long-lived, you know, quasi-immortal quasi or whatever, 
and also seems to have some sort of god fighting powers. Mm-hmm. She can actually punch God in the balls. The bat, yeah. The backstory on how her species got assimilated. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. It doesn't make sense to me. Listeners, if you know the lore behind this, do not contact us. At twitter.com. No. At shipfacts. Nope. At who is Jack Gunn and at Leal Like Neil. Let me put it this way. If it shows up in one of the episodes of the main Star Trek properties, fine. Let us know. If it's something that I have to read a novel. Oh, yeah, I know. If it's in a novel. Or a comic that's... book for. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Um. Another thing that is a problem with the writing. Now, Apogee is the top arc of a thing's movement. Correct. Perigee is the bottom part. So you would think that uh, at or just prior to the Apogee... Would be the time to push it out of the orbit? Yeah. Kind of encourage it to keep going in that direction? Yeah, I'm not an astrophysicist, so... I am. Okay. Well, I'll defer to your judgment then. You should do it how I just said. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Just just dumb, like dumb, stupidly bad writing. Because they they could have said, they even defined perigee at one point. They're like, it's like, why why would that be the, eh, whatever. It seemed seemed like the only reason that they made it be the perigee was so that they could then put the ship in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, once again, the overall security on this starship is fuck all criminally bad. Yeah. So the mischievous alien uh, who is, let's say, squatting on your ship mm-hmm. is he's able just to wandering around. <laughs> yeah, he's able to just wander around, go to the sh- the shuttle bay, take a fucking shuttle. It just uh, yeah. uh, what what he, a- he asked the computer if nothing where else the shuttles are and the computer's like absolutely let me help you with that I don't know who you are but sure let's check that out if nothing else shouldn't you people have learned in season one when that random teenager who came out of nowhere mm. stole a shuttlecraft and tried to whatever the fuck he was gonna do. Yeah, what was he? Oh, he was he, going, he was he going wasn't to go getting, work for his dad. Yeah, something like that, because he wasn't going to get into Starfleet. Mm. Jake. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Um, noted <laughs> noted child on the spaceship, Jake. I remember, I always remember about Jake was the actor portraying him was older than I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He is Wesley's peer and also is 32 years old. <laughs> um. So <laughs> so he steals a shuttle. I wrote down, oh, good. He's going to wreck a shuttle on his way out. Um, and he does, actually. The shuttle's gone. They lost a shuttle to this whole thing. Yeah, they didn't really address what happened to that shuttle. I mean, you kind it, of... It disappeared with the rest of it. You kind of are, I think, supposed to assume that it goes back to where it's supposed to be when Q yeah, shows maybe. up with the mariachi band. But, um, yeah, so he drives out in to, uh, to get eaten by the energy aliens. And then Corbin Burnson shows up and he's like, okay, so this is, this is the way that I read it. Um, I think that the Q continuum is based on these two guys and their interactions with each other. 
Um, a bunch of fucking assholes? It's a bunch of fucking assholes, and it's a bunch of fucking assholes who also all fucking hate each other, but they're all super powerful, so they can't just keep murder each other. Right. So they're, they're, they are constantly plotting ways to try and kick. It's like, prank, it's like a prank show with, a, like, with super powerful god creatures. Uh, so, Q, so John DeLancey is just the guy who they were, you know, they were focused on right now. He was the biggest asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He was, the, and not even necessarily the biggest asshole, but just the, the, one, the one, the, the one, one that several of them had decided yes. to gang up the on. The one that the most people would gang up on. Yeah. For whatever reason. And they kick him out, and Corbin Burnson is basically the next biggest asshole. Yes. And he's like, oh, I can't let him stay kicked out. They might kick me out next. I got to get him back in here. Oh, that's not how I read it at all. And he, because he comes in and he's like, hey, you're doing a selfless thing. Because I genuinely think Q was trying to kill himself. Um, which fits with what a crybaby he is because he's like right. a human being for two days and he's like, this is hard. I'm going to go kill myself. I mean, I agree with him in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult. It is very difficult, but he's been doing it for two days. Yeah. <laughs> Try to think of it through the last two days of your life. This <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> I didn't want to kill myself for most of the last two days. Um, but yeah, so I, I, the way I read it when Corbin Burnson shows up is he's like, Hey, so you're doing something selfless, huh? This is a redeeming thing you're doing, huh, buddy? I should go back and tell the rest of the collective what a good guy you're being, huh, buddy? And Q and Delancey's like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely doing this to be selfless and not because I'm a shit coward who's afraid to live a life as a human being where I have to have bodily functions and back pain. I was totally doing this to save the shit yeah. people. You're completely wrong. <laughs> I, I, I would say it's subjective. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't, which is another thing you're wrong about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Real, no, 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 no. Acting, so, acting real Trumpy right now, but go so on. The, so the new the new Q um, who showed up and I wrote down, oh, this guy is worse. <laughs> um, no, he shows up. He says, hey, I've been keeping an eye on you after we kicked you out. The old Q is like, you don't say. The new one's like, you did a good job learning how to be human, huh? The old one's like, yeah, I sure did. And the new one's like, you know, I. You're right about one thing, which is he's going to be the next one on the chopping block. And the thing that they will hang him with is that, well, that guy we kicked out actually learned how to fucking like self-sacrifice and, and do a good thing. But the old Q absolutely knew that. Knew the, the entire time he was learning how to be human from data that this will be the this will be the fucking chip I use to fucking get back in because there's no way this guy's gonna let me die heroically because it will fucking ruin him too. And they even he even says it at the end. Okay. He I says, see where you know going. how this works. Or no, the the new one's like, Yeah, but like you know that we know. And he's like, Yeah, but I know that you know too. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's it's all just a fucking game. 
I see where I see where you're coming from. Yeah, because I'm right. No, no, <laughs> no, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, Q shows up with a mariachi band, does some very bad trumpet pantomime. He uh, gets uh, Riker some some hookers. Riker very rightly is like, I don't I don't need your help with this, bro. First of all, I have the holodeck. <laughs> I can already do this. Yeah. Like this level of 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 we, sex, I can I can just go to the holodeck and get. Yeah, literally, we have this magic also. Yeah, we can already do this. Yeah, and also I fuck. I fuck. I fuck. <laughs> so, no thanks. Yeah, and he flips him over to Worf, and Worf doesn't say this, but at least my reading of it is the first thing that come that had to come into his mind is I would destroy this is not going to work (laughs) i I am interested in finding out what these women's soft parts feel like but they will be dead at the end and i am not prepared to deal with those Mm. consequences yeah pretty much yep um and then he makes uh data laugh and uh that's it and we're done spiner delivers a bone chilling performance really if they had been uh, making the uh, the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker in 1990, oh god, a Brett Spiner Joker, yeah, that would have been awesome. I uh, I think he would have been pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. This is as disturbing as uh, in one of the movies, and I forget which one it is. Um, but Data gets his uh, his his emotion chip installed. Um, and he starts laughing at things and discovering humor and then his most emotion chip malfunctions and he has like a deeply unsettling laugh. And it's even in the movie, I think they CGI his face a little bit to make his, his mouth too big and his eyes too wide. Um, this without any of that shit about yeah. as unsettling. Yeah. It's not good. It's the, it's the stuff of nightmares yeah. and it's, it's sort of played off as cute, but it is not. Yeah. It is terrifying. It is fucking horrifying. Yeah. <sighs> Super good. Yeah. So yeah, we end on some nightmare fuel and then Picard's like, maybe he did learn to be human after all. And it's like, probably think, not. Yeah. No, I don't think he's uh, learned any lessons. I think he pretty explicitly, in fact, has not. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Listeners join us next week when Jack will tell us what happens on the episode entitled a matter of perspective. Mm. Can't wait to fucking roll my eyes back and levitate three feet in the air. while I try to predict what happens on that. (laughs) Uh, okay. Bye. Goodbye.